From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so It's conflicting information day, Squirrel. Squirrel, you got your pen and your notebook? Jot this down for me so I don't lose track. Student loan debt. Welfare rolls. Credit card debt. Mortgage rate delinquencies. Car payment delinquencies. All at record highs. And then, Squirrel, write this down. We are on pace at this, at this level to have for the first time in American history in one quarter $760 billion added to the debt. We are on pace to have a $3 trillion deficit. But don't be distracted by that. Rick Santelli, who has uh, got the number in just two seconds. Rick? That's a couple of seconds. The first jobs report. Jobs, jobs, jobs of 24 is out, and it is Whopper 353,000. Really? But what about what UPS just did? Coming off what it called a difficult and disappointing year, UPS announced it's cutting 12,000 jobs. What about them? They don't cut. What about Walmart? It says a number of factors led them to closing the more than 200 stores, and the company says it's just... Wow. And then there's all those other tech companies, right? You remember they released this like 14 days ago, maybe 12. And the new year is not starting off on a happy note for workers at some of the country's largest tech companies with more layoffs just announced. ABC's Alexis Christoffers is here with those details. Good morning, Alexis. That's right, Gio. Good morning. Some companies kicking off the new year by tightening their belts as the once red hot job market gradually cools off. This week alone. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. How could that be? Days and hours ago, it's chaos. Do you know how it is, Squirrel? Because that $760 billion I keep talking about is a front to imitate private economy. That's why all of the people who have small businesses, medium businesses, or work for them know that they're hanging on by the skin of their teeth. In the meantime, the government got a 5% raise. Oh, it's true. The government got a 5% raise. But Rick Santelli is going to tell us about the job market. 153000 We have to go on the Wayback Machine. That way is back. the biggest non-farm payroll gains since January of 23, when it was 472000 Boy, I'll tell you what. Who's making all this money, Squirrel? President Biden last week signed an executive order finalizing a pay raise for federal workers in the new year. I'm reporting from the fact check team. The president proposed this raise in March as part of his 2024 budget. Uh, what does it mean? Give us the facts. Sure, Eugene. The new order will give federal employees, which is more than 2 million people, an average 5.2% pay raise next month, marking the biggest one since 1980 under President Carter, which was 9.1%. Yeah, and it's- Another Democrat. By the way, if you want to know how Jimmy Carter's doing, he's still alive. In the meantime, it does explain why the Democrats, who lose $1.5 billion when they're trading money for Harvard, like Jared Bernstein, he thinks everything is great. You're doing fine. And now wages beating prices. Uh, this is good news for uh, working families. For government workers. See, the government wages, yes, they're beating inflation, and they're the only ones. Those of us in the real world, not so much. 
families. Although some are saying that the, the wage gains we're seeing after the hours worked were fewer, fewer, fewer hours in the work week and, and that sort of. Oh, yeah. They recalculated how they count the hours of work week, Squirrel. Yeah, they gave you the Democrat shuffle, also known as the three-card Monty. They, it's not 40. It hasn't been 40 for a while. It's not 38. Nope. Not 36. Nuh-uh. It's 31. So see, this is how they fraud the numbers. And they could come out and tell the bald-faced lies. And no one will look at the reality of things. See, because the reality of things is kind of bad. Tonight we have new information about Walmart's plan to close two of its San Diego stores. You wanted to know why. That's just San Diego. It's 240 across the country. How many people does that affect? Ah, don't worry about it. Jared Bernstein says prices are still too high, but we're going to get uh, grocery stores that are financed by the government, like in Chicago and Venezuela. It'll be great. But we're also focused on lowering costs. The president will say every time he talks about this that the many prices are still too high from the perspective of uh, American uh, households. Uh, therefore, we're going to continue. Now, first of all, the president can't actually talk, and you know that. Imagine being a mom or a dad looking at your child. You know the needs of the very to live to live. And she. Uh-huh. So instead of uh, having. Um, Joe Biden announced what exactly is going to distract the nation for the next few months. I figured we go to an expert on policy profiteering and warmongering. My fellow citizens, at this hour, American and coalition forces are in the early stages of military operations to disarm Iraq, to free its people, and to defend the world from grave danger. Now, how's it going over there? They voted and everything. We're bombing them again. You can't really tell because we're bombing them right at the corner of Iraq, Syria, Jordan, and Yemen. Now, granted, they have no expressways or street signs. We just know because there's two Campbells humping each other. It's also known as their version of Four Corners. In the meantime, what we're going to do is let's pretend that this is about freeing people. On my orders, coalition forces have begun striking selected targets of military importance to undermine Saddam Hussein's ability to wage war. These are opening stages of what will be a broad and concerted campaign. Wait a minute. You know, when I just heard that, Squirrel, you know what that got me thinking about? When uh, uh, Saddam Hussein used to work for the CIA. You remember that? A former CIA employee turned government whistleblower is headed to prison for a long time. Yesterday, Joshua Schultz was sentenced to 40 years behind bars for leaking classified data to WikiLeaks. Prosecutors say he transmitted national defense secrets in what's being described as the biggest information dump in CIA history. I wonder if some of that information was like the information that Wesley Clark told us about. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't and know And they don't know do. now. But I know now. It's for the same reason then. We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. Now just times that by seven, and you're probably close to the money that the gangster government has misappropriated and stolen from the American people in conjunction with so many of our allies. And what we're really facing is a border crisis that was started by the government to use as a cover shield so they can finance more and more of the chaos. So I'm wondering, are people buying this anymore? I mean, is anybody really buying the fact that the job market is great, the economy is great, and nobody looks at the problems in it? 
See, because the first question any of these financial guys should have had is, well, if that's the case, why in the world are we acquiring more debt per minute than at any time in history of this country? If this job market is so great, but they're not going to ask that because it doesn't sell. What sells is the lie. And what sells is the fact that this is a competent government. And if that's any indication, we're right back in the Republicans are the good guys and the Democrats are the bad guys, right? Here's the new Speaker of the House. Here's a short list. From Texas to New York, waves of illegal immigrants are now overwhelming our communities. Just since the time I was elected Speaker, less than 100 days ago, more than 700,000 illegals have been welcomed into our country illegally by the... And no one will ask, well, then why did you continue on day one of your so-called speakership to finance this boondoggle? Because you've now signed three bills that permit this kind of chaos. And now you're going to run as what? You're going to secure the border. You could have done it all. But instead, it makes great fodder. In fact, you can raise more money when you have these kinds of problems. And in the meantime, the lies will get repeated. January jobs at 353,000. That handily beats expectations of 185. Unemployment at 3.7, Jim. Wages up 45, uh, 4.5, but the work week was down, which maybe cuts your denominator, does it not? Yeah, uh, March is back in play, but not in the direction that people were saying. Uh, this was, again, I've been saying oh, oh, this is an incredible economy. Uh, now it's a little too hot. Uh, it's an incredible economy. It's a little too hot. Why are, why are so many businesses going out of business? Why are so many legacy American institutions closing around the country? Can you explain any of it? I can. On its earnings conference call Tuesday, UPS said the move would help save the company $1 billion. The world's largest parcel delivery firm is in part being squeezed by higher labor costs from its new contract with the Teamsters Union, And that leads me to the only people who will support Joe Biden. Those who are in on the scam, which is the only places he is welcome anymore. President Biden last week signed an executive order finalizing a pay raise for federal workers in the new year. I'm reporting from the fact check team. I hit the wrong clip. Don't get mad. I hit the wrong clip. First of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, that old expression in a little town I grew up in in Delaware called Claymont, Delaware. You all are the ones that brung me to the dance. And I never left you. I never left you. To me, it's a basic, basic thing, and I mean this sincerely. You know, Wall Street didn't build the middle class. Labor built the middle class. You know what Wall Street did build? The generational wealth so many of these idiots take for granted. In fact, it built the retirements plans that were not part of the executive order that gave raises out of thin air that federal employees, they'll also vote for Biden. And they say two million. That's just in the in Washington, D.C., in the federal government. If you stretch that out to 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 the people that receive their their income and governments throughout this country, it's twenty two million. When you add in your little local municipalities, raises across the board, pensions that don't rely on anything other than their ability to continue to tax. It isn't the middle class and the unions that built this country. It's the innovators, the entrepreneurs, the businessmen, and the workers that wouldn't compromise their integrity for something for nothing. 
The president proposed this raise in March as part of his 2024 budget. Uh, what does it mean? Give us the facts. Sure, Eugene. The new order will give federal employees, which is more than 2 million people, an average 5.2% pay raise next month. Mar- Do you know how many people are drowning today in just the credit card debt as the Federal Reserve massively increased the cost for all the debt? How many people who have mortgages that are up for refinance that can't refinance? They can't do it under the new rules. But here, the federal government has $6 trillion of our debt that's up for financing. And they're just going to finance it, and you're going to get the bill at the highest rates in 20 years. That's why when people tell you they're going to cut the rates, no, they're not. Pickpockets don't cut their hands off. And government welfare people of all kind of suit sizes, they're going to vote for the most corrupt dimwit they possibly can. And they got the perfect one now. Who's forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency? And- Biden's being a popular, a pop, a, 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 I sometimes wonder. Four more years. All he's got to do is give raises to everybody who gets their money for nothing. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM 560. The answer. The hardest part about watching news is that you realize these are the Democrat morons. These are the people who voted for the chaos we're living in. And these are the people that still feel they should open their mouth and give advice or their opinion. I'm sure you must know some of these people in your in your life. I don't. I eliminated all Democrats from my life. But I'm sure you do. As they walk around and they ridicule Trump or they ridicule Ted Cruz. You see it in your offices. These are the very scumbags that are not just responsible for mayhem and the deaths of untold hundreds of thousands around the world through the incompetent, corrupt policies of this dimwit in diapers. But these are the ones who took away your retirement earnings, the value of your dollar. Since Joe Biden stole the office, you lost at least 20 cents. And by the way, that's counting. Now, I guess maybe if you work for the government, you got a 5% raise for doing absolutely nothing other than pulling a lever for Democrat. I guess it it doesn't matter. But to hear them come out, a loser and a fraud like Jared Bernstein, a bust out who in the private sector couldn't work in the financial industry ever again. Now as an oligarch in our economy, easing inflation, rising real pay is uh, finally reaching uh, families and they're they're feeling uh, they're feeling it. Sickening, disgusting. But I never tolerated liars. I never associated with Democrats. In the meantime, I wonder if it's these guys who voted for the union contracts, one of the 12,000 at UPS who got laid off. I wonder if they think the economy is good. Or the tens of thousands at Ford. Oh, yeah, Ford. Ford laid off tens of thousands during the negotiations and after. Ford is scaling back production of its F-150 Lightning pickup truck as demand for electric vehicles softens. Well, I thought it was all the rage. You're building warehouses and factories and you're changing everything. What about it? The automaker on Friday said it would cut production at its Michigan Rouge electric vehicle center to one shift starting April 1st. The move comes just three months after General Motors postponed the opening of a $4 billion EV plant, also in Michigan, by a year. Go ahead, Michigan. You'll vote Democrat again, though, right? See, that's the real question. If there's enough that need something for nothing on the welfare system, they'll continue to vote for it. Just look at Chicago. By the way, didn't you hear about the ceasefire? What about the ceasefire? No ceasefire? We're bombing. Now, you would get a speech from a president, but this one, 
is uh, incapable of making speeches. Uh, yesterday, they tried to give him a dry run in front of a fr- friendly crowd of uh, Teamsters and whatnot. Here's how it went. And the middle class built the country. Really? Uh-huh. And when labor does well, everybody does well. No, no, I'm not just saying it. I know I'm the most pro-union, you know, anyway. Can't finish the sentence. Pro-union fixer? Pro-union profiteer? Pro-union because you won both your election in 1972 and this one because the mafia helped you cheat? Is that what you meant there, dummy? We won't go into all that. The single biggest reason why the economy is growing because you are the best workers in the world. That's not hyperbole. No, you really are. Of course you need government uh, to enforce your monopoly, otherwise you'd all be on your ass. You really are. And when labor does well, everybody does better. And folks, look, we now have, in large part because of you and organized labor, the strongest economy in the whole damn world. See, and he gets mad like an old man returning soup at Panera. But what none of them in the room understand is the national debts at unprecedented highs and accumulating at unprecedented rates cannot be sustainable. And six trillion of it is up for refinance in the next three months. What's that look like, dummies? We do. We do. In the whole world. Inflation's coming down, jobs are growing, we created 800,000 manufacturing jobs. Remember they told us we were dead, manufacturers dead in America, China was going to eat our lunch? Well, guess what, man? We don't taste that good. What? What was that? So he can't do the speech about bombing World War III. We're going to leave that up to another guy. 35 countries are giving crucial support from the use of naval and air bases to help with intelligence and logistics to the deployment of combat units. Where's Code Pink? 300 from Illinois. Across the country, it's the same in every state. We're in war, and they don't have the courage to tell you. Who's going to tell you, Mike Johnson? That coward? Uh, Dan in Green Oaks. Hey, Sean. Hey, I was just wondering, how long do we have to wait until we get the revised numbers? They're never going to give you the real numbers because what's in it, this is so bastardized, it doesn't mean anything anymore. You know, when they first started counting these these job numbers, if a job was for the government, they used to minus in their calculation seven. I'm going to the Wayback Machine because they understood when the government hires somebody, it takes a minimum of seven good taxpayers to just pay for that one government employee. You notice how we don't do that anymore? Maybe that explains the $34 trillion. But, Dan, that's when your grandfather was alive. And what they would have done then to a lying politician is tie him to a railroad tie and run him out of town. Hence the expression, run out of town on a rail. Teresa, Brass Coast. Hey, Sean, Brass Coast, checking in. Um, you know, regarding what you're saying about the war, you notice how Bush, Obama, Carter, Biden, you know, they go straight to war with our troops. But President Trump went straight to war with his mouth. He let these people know, he let these countries know who was in charge, and it sure as hell wasn't them. Well, he did something that that only people in the real world would have done. He took out the people who were the problem. He didn't bomb indiscriminate deserts. How about Obama? Exactly. 90% of his drone strikes, innocent people eating dinner, whatever dinner they could scrummage. It's not like they went to a Whole Foods. Yes, squirrel, they all have organic. Of course, you have to put your lips on a goat's nipple. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. He was whimpering, screaming, and crying. 
And frankly, I think it's something that should be brought out so that his followers and all of these young kids that want to leave various countries, including the United States, they should see how he died. But that's what we do now. Now we bomb innocent livestock, innocent people. And the oligarchs in Qatar, they're making a lot of money. Oh, yeah, like the Sinaloas. Uh, Mitchell displays. You know, Sean, um, yesterday I got my first installment of my favorite subject called property taxes next to JFK. Because the only difference is JFK's uh, father uh, would, you know, on, on, by fantasy would send me a lot of money. But I know that's completely. Yeah, different. but there's not a but Kennedy in displaying. Just talk about your taxes. What happened? So what happened is that it went up, okay, and we have a dispensary right in the heart of our area, which did not offset any of the, you know, property taxes. And to make matters worse, it's about the school districts. They are playing, Sean, with monopoly money. I called the superintendent, and of course I know that's not going to lower my property taxes, but they are clueless, Sean, with regards to what the, these districts are basically pulling out from these taxpayers. And the, the, the stupid Cook County assessors, they misrepresent the, what they, in terms of our values, it's to pay yeah. these stupid pensions for these stupid teachers. You know what will relieve? You know what will relieve some of your tension. You know what I used to do? I used to call Mike Madigan's law firm. I used to say, "Let me talk to one of your short in the pants mafia guys. Who do I have to pay to get my taxes lowered?" You know, it make you feel good because it's a freaking scam, and everybody knew it, and you participated in it. Well, those chickens have come home to roost, like Reverend Wright wanted. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no Is that Sonny and Cher? That's when they had a cute little girl who now thinks she's a bouncer and a man named Chaz. Yeah, that's about right. Carl Weathers died today, squirrel. Apollo was too good for this world. Well, it's hard for me to feel bad. After all, I mourned him when Dolph Lundgren killed him. George Naperville. Sean, with all those Walmart stores closing, do you think Biden is in danger of not getting a job as a greeter <laughs> when he leaves office? He couldn't get a job as a greeter, but I do like that. And by the way, you bring me to a clip of a, a congresswoman. You know, the, the funny thing about communism and socialism and Marxism, and only people who are from these areas understand it. You are not in possession of your own life. That's why I really fight against government supremacy, because you are not in control of your life. You're mandated to your fellow scumbag who may beat his wife and molest his kid. That's the problem with socialism. But when you hear these Democrats talk, talk, you tell me they don't sound like they should be in the... Uh, in the Havana Congress. Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th. This, this is the congresswoman, Squirrel, who's bald. She's bald, Jerry. This time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85% black and Latino. This closure is a part of a larger trend of abandoning low-income communities like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in the Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take them and they take with them baby formula, diapers, asthma inhalers, life-saving medications, and of course, jobs. That's why the community should be grateful instead of savages. They should be grateful that they're there. They should act like civilized human beings. They should realize what it's like when there isn't one.
But that's not where you're going with this, is it, Baldy? These closures are not arbitrary and they are not innocent. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. Racial and economic discrimination. Then why did they go there in the first place? Hey, stupid. Why did they go there in the first place? And the answer is this new turn of decivilizing America is really something that hasn't uh, occurred until about four years ago. Then your plan went into effect. But they told you what it is. Of course, you're not smart enough to pick it up. They're shutting down, and CBS 8's Shannon Handy has been working for you to get some answers. She joins us live now from El Cajon with details. Shannon. Yeah, Carlo, we first reported on these closures last week, but at the time, Walmart was releasing very few details. Tonight, however, the retailer tells us they're closing two locations, this one at Gateway, at Parkway Plaza, that is, in El Cajon, as well as their neighborhood market on Imperial in San Diego on February 9th because the stores don't meet the company's financial expectations. At the Walmart neighborhood market in Sherman Heights, we saw a steady flow of customers coming and going Tuesday afternoon. People who live in the area say it's always busy here, so they can't understand why after nearly 11 years in business, is closing. This is like the whole neighborhood store. I don't know what we're supposed to do. Inside, signs have been posted announcing the store's last day, February 9th. We also noticed several empty shelves, including in the meat section, where everything is 25% off. Once it shuts down, customers will have to travel further to shop. Whether it's Walmart or Walgreens, or CVS or Target, the reason that they close in these areas that refuse to enforce law is because their items are being stolen. Simple. It's a simple trend. And instead of stopping it, what your government's going to do is what all totalitarian governments do. They're going to force participation or even worse, pretend it exists by financing it, like in Chicago. That is why I joined with Senator Markey and Warren to demand answers from Walgreens CEO. Why was there no community input, no adequate notice to customers, and no transition resources to prevent gaps in health care? Shame on you, Walgreens. Having a website with talking points about health equity and underserved communities is not enough. Walgreens is a multi-billion dollar corporation that needs to put their money where their mouth is and... They made their money, not because they stole it or robbed it, but because they gave a convenience that people in very certain parts of our country don't want. They'd rather steal from them. They would rather rob them. They would rather pillage like it was the third world. And that's exactly what these areas are turning into. And this was all predicted, but you want to prove it. So here we go. I can't wait for government Walgreens. Wait in line. It'll be like the Soviet Union. Tom in Blue Island. Apollo Creed versus the Italian Stallion. Yep. Sounds like a damn monster movie. <laughs> it was awesome. Hey, when, Sean. when that Russian Sean. killed him, I was mad, boy. Mad. Oh, I, could, I couldn't agree with you more. The Rock, there's nothing more American than the Rocky series. And Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers, was devastated to hear it. And yeah. Rocky too. he won the first fight, and, you know, it's a split decision. <laughs> but, but as a true American, he was dissatisfied with the fact that so many people thought that Rocky had won the first fight, that he was willing to risk it all to have another shot at it to prove he was the better man. 
And now Is I'm there gonna, anything more American than that, my man? I'm going to test your Rocky knowledge. All right, you ready for this? Yeah, go, come on. Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone wrote that, the original Rocky, on a real uh-huh. boxer. Do you know his name? Oh, boy. It's the first fight yeah. he ever had in Rocky, and the fighter he fought was the real guy. Uh, His I, name I, was Spider was, uh, Rika. Thank you very much. A lot of useless information in this noggin, Squirrel. Film major. Uh, Corey Woodlawn. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking the call. You know, there was a jewel that just opened up on 60th. And uh, I think Cottage, and uh, we caught some guys stealing meat and trying to sell it in the neighborhood. And I posted it on Facebook page and said, you know, these guys need to stop. This jewel's just opened up. And people in the community got upset. They said, well, this is the only way these guys are going to eat. So there's a messed up mentality in these communities of ripping off these property owners and these store owners. And it needs to stop. And I'm Do glad you know that's why catching up to them. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a proponent of if somebody needs food, to give them food in some form of a welfare. I'm a proponent of that. But it needs to be done not by putting money on a credit card. It needs to be done by going to the store and having an agreement where you are the person who gets it, and they give you the food. But you set this, this whole thing was set in, in, in the trajectory we're at now decades ago. And the idea that the government came in and told people you could steal $1,000 and you won't be prosecuted, that was it. That's the nail. And now all we're doing is going through the reality of, of, of what our government set us on the path for. It's outrageous, Corey. And they're going to continue to do it until these areas are decimated even worse. It's only the beginning, I think. I hope I'm wrong. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. I hope I'm wrong, but history would prove me right. And you have it right here in front of you. But instead, what do these politicians do? They talk about forcing businesses to stay open. You made a lot of money. Now do something with it. They didn't make money because they did anything wrong. They provided you the convenience of pharmaceuticals, something that 80% of the world has no idea what it is. And instead of paying homage and being respectful, you loot them. I think they should close preemptively now. Now just don't go where there's Democrats or policies like that. Let's play chicken and egg. Uh, Peter, Chicago. Sean, great show. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Peter. Okay, so all the Democrats are doing this purposely. So as you know, I escaped the communist country decades ago. They want to take over the stores. They want to make sure businesses move out and then agree to open government-owned stores. This is, there's always a reasoning why they don't enforce the law. They know the stores will move out because they have a plan, and the plan is to replace the private business with the government business. That's what happened in Venezuela, but the people are too stupid to read the news. I would say 50% of people don't know what's happening in Venezuela. Don't know that the people eat maybe three times a week. That's why my show is for you and not for these oligarch bastards who want to sell this idea that there's a good political option. There isn't when the government wants to perpetrate a smash and grab through regulation. And when the government comes in and says you can steal a thousand dollars, that's exactly what you're doing. You're regulating the nationalization of that business. And why wouldn't they, Peter? They got away with it with our car companies. Those aren't car companies anymore.
Those are backdoor nationalized government fronts, and they pump the money scheme through it, and they pay off their labor extortion mafia for votes. It's a sin. But only you and people who are from these collectivist government supremacist countries know it, and that's what they're banking on. Thank you for making the call. We'll be back after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. How many people died? We don't know. We have no idea. We know what? 7,000 Americans died? $9 trillion? Yeah, that's about right. Mike, Tinley Park. This is Buick Mike from Tinley Park, Sean. Hey, Buick. Ask, let's, let's get this lady's name and her phone number. Presley. Let's Okay, and let's put her. Tell, ask her to put up her money in those food stores, <laughs> and see if she likes to go in and get her pocket picked. And see, let's you know make it practical for her. Mike, they don't take a look. You can. It's on Open her. Secrets. Just Google bald congresswoman on Open okay. Secrets net worth before she was elected and now. Would you do that for me? And uh, she never made she never made her money the way you did. She makes her money exactly. from peddling this bull dung. And the idiots that are in her district, they go, okay, because they're morons. Swindlers elected by morons. That's the Democrat tagline. And the problem is the Republicans are right there. Right, Mike Johnson? Swindler? Uh, Jim and Lyle. Sean, talk about hoisted upon her own petard. Congresswoman Alopecia Presley was the one who was famous for saying during the George Floyd riots, there shall not be peace in the streets until there's peace in our lives. Well, there guess what? Embrace the suck, Congresswoman. <laughs> That's right. Easy. The minute you say you confuse everybody and Kamala Harris comes out of a room you didn't know was there. Thank you very much. See what I did there? Uh, Joe in Elmwood Park. Hey, Sean. i got to say, I've watched that video a dozen times where that policeman oh, got attacked God. in Cesspool, New York. So I'm thinking to myself, Nobody's doing anything, okay? And then I made, and then I thought about it. I said, you know why? You've got that turd DA that if anybody helps, and God forbid something happens to those migrants, they're going to get charged. Look at that poor Marine who yeah. is it, you know, with that, that went and helped out on the subway, and they're crucifying this guy. You know, crucifying. When, I saw, when, I saw, <laughs> when I saw your name, I thought you were my friend Joe, who used to be a copper in Elmwood Park. You know who well, I'm there's talking only, about? There's only... There's only 200 Joes in Elmwood Park. I know, but this Just guy this was, he, him and his brother, well, actually, his brother's name is Joe. His name is Bobby. But they're two brothers. One was a cop and one wasn't. And if anybody would have kicked him in the head, he would have turned into a whirling dervish. He would have killed all six of them. In the meantime, these cops today, I, don't, I, I couldn't believe that the guy didn't get up and shoot him in the forehead. I couldn't believe well, it. Well, and, and the there again, again that the question is, if someone stepped in, and then did something, and let's just say it didn't end up good for the illegals, for the immigrants. What would have happened to these innocent bystanders? Yeah, Perhaps, yeah. I don't know, two, two innocent bystanders 
perhaps with the name, I don't know, did Smith you see, and Wesson, maybe you, last names. Did you see how many times he kicked them in the head? How many? They were pushing oh, yeah. each other out of the way to kick them in the head. And you Those know what? Rat they were running out like like rats underneath a tarp to do it. Uh, it was yeah. just terrible, terrible. Yeah. We're in a mess, man. Yeah. I don't want to see our country in 2028 if, if they continue, but it's a mess, brother. Have a good weekend. Here. Come down with here. I'm, I'm building my own Elmwood Park in Naples. Uh, Scott and Aurora. Sean, this is such a simple comment, but it just cracks me up. Yeah. They can't figure out why the Walgreens is leaving these neighborhoods. They can't figure it out. They no. have to have this figured out, but they just aren't. T- it's just hilarious that they can't. My honey bunny, my honey bunny producer went to the Walgreens. You remember when the young kid got stabbed by the homeless guy? That kid got killed. What happened? Squashed. What happened? She can't even go in there anymore because they steal everything. Well, she's at the register. Come on. You know what happened? Democrats happen. Because you know where that doesn't happen? Where the Democrats are not. Simple fix. You want to fix it tomorrow? Get rid of the Democrats. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest, 29 years in the Army. Been to over 70 countries on behalf of our military. He's a distinguished former intelligence officer who still maintains top secret clearance, at least before this interview he did. He's the CEO of Avi.org, co-author of Duped, What the American People Do Not Know About Voting Machines. And he's going to be at an event in Wisconsin this Sunday with Mike Lindell. He is retired Colonel Conrad Reynolds. Colonel Reynolds, thank you for joining me. How are you? John, thank you for having me on your show. I I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to let your listeners know what we're doing. And you're also the host of a Colonel of Truth podcast that uh, is on our affiliate station in Arkansas, correct? That's right. 101.1 The Answer. And um, uh, we're all about election security and talking about how to make our country country's elections safe and secure and transparent. Well, how are you going to beat the mafia Democrats who have perfected the schematic for election theft? Well, it's, 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 it's across the country. And don't get me to, don't get me off off topic here because I could talk forever on that. Well, uh, we're gonna. I, 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 I really want people to understand here in Wisconsin. That's where I'm at right now, trying to get people to understand that here we got a problem in Wisconsin, and and we need Mike uh, Mike Lindell is going to come for a big rally on this Sunday. And it's free, and we want, we need people to come and listen to what is what he has to say. I'm going to speak as well. The bottom line is we're trying to recall Robin Voss, the Assembly Speaker, uh, and it can't come too soon. So that's why we're trying to get signatures. We've got a signature drive, and we're going to recall Robin Voss here in Wisconsin. Now, I have some surface knowledge on the issue, but you have to remember I'm from the nucleus of, of political corruption called Chicago, so I understand how it works. These uh, right. political apparatchiks, 
misuse their power to table some stuff and not have things happen and protect the kind of culture of corruption that destroys great cities like Chicago. So tell me specifically, uh, Voss, he was a Republican, but, you know, that doesn't mean anything in Illinois. I'm assuming it doesn't mean much in Wisconsin, right? Yeah, it's called rhinos. And, And the problem is that we have it all across the country. We have people who are supposedly Republicans that are in very powerful positions that block the will of the people. They're called blockers. They block any legislation that is meant to try to fix the system. And that's unfortunate because they're not acting any better than, uh, well, that's, it's just corruption. It is what it boils down to. And we're trying well, to fix that. Well, and the funny thing is, he's... Do that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, he's got a history of being a never-Trumper. You know, this is the unique position that we found ourselves in 2020. You had not just the Democrat mafia that loves to be in the position of powers. You had about 60 to 70 percent of the establishment whores calling themselves Republicans that wanted him out of the way as well. And that was the, the, the perfect stars are aligned to have this kind of scandal and skullduggery go on. And I'm curious to know, you have expertise. You've been in 70 countries around the world. I'm assuming most of those are corrupt third world hellholes, too. Once the fix is in and there's enough citizens in on the fix, can you ever really straighten it out? And most of the countries know, but we can't here in America. We can do that, and that's why we are going to have to recall. There is a mechanism, a process in order to make that happen. Uh, you know, we have problems in Arkansas. We're a solid red state. Uh, we're about a 70, 75, 25 Republican to Democrat state, but we have problems with the rhinos in our state. And the same thing, they don't want transparent elections, and we want that. So that's what I'm fighting for in Arkansas. I came up here to help in Wisconsin to let the people here have a voice. I, you know, for me, I want everybody's vote to count. i just be honest with you. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're an independent Republican. Obviously, I'm a conservative. I want conservatives to win, but I want the process to be fair and free, and I want the process to be very transparent. And we're not getting that. And across the country, with the machines, with all the other new things that Megan Wolf up here uh, installed, for example, the drop boxes, the Zuckerbucks that came in, uh, it, it, it was endless. The things that she allowed to occur that undermined the vote, you know, the, 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 the people who are voting. It undermined well, their vote. And we've well, got to fix that. You've got three years of propaganda now, right? Because the election night was unequivocal. They shut down the count for four hours. The percentages that they needed were basically 100% of the uncounted votes in the very specific key areas of Wisconsin and Philly and Michigan and the rest of it, and and Georgia. And they got exactly that. And it came through not the state legislatures, but it came through Democrat judiciary that changed the election rules during the COVID year. And I thought for certain on that fact alone that there would at least be some credence to our demands for a recount or for an investigation yet in wisconsin if i'm not mistaken they have a rule where it's after 30 or 60 days don't they burn the ballots so you can't really audit it so there's a lot of moving parts here and i'm wondering if we're in the election year and you remove this dimwit can you fix it yes i think that we can robin voss has had an opportunity to pass what they was is called uh, uh, Amendment 18. It's a it's a um, a resolution, Assembly Resolution 18, AR 18. He 
prohibited that from even coming to the floor. The problem is, if that had come to the floor, then it would have gone to the Senate for an investigation, for an impeachment, and they would have gotten rid of Megan Wolf. They need to get rid of her. But unfortunately, you know, good old Robin Voss made sure that she would stay in place for the 2024 election. That's why he's got to go, and he's got to go as soon as we can. And we're, and we're going to make that happen, but we can only do it with the support of the people. The people have got to come out, and we know that he's only got an 84 uh, percent negatively disapproval. And I say only. Can you believe that? Only 84 people. Well, only 16 percent like him. The other 84 percent are thumbs down to him, and that's why we know that if we get the signatures, which we will, that he's going to be recalled. Well, in Chicago. It's about the same numbers. 84% of the people are decent. The 16% are crooked bastards. The problem is those 16% are in very, very powerful positions. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the event. Tell me um, where okay. it is, how, what time it is, what day it is. I know it's Sunday, but tell me where and what time. It's going to be from 1.30 to 3, okay? And the place is the Fountain Banquet Hall. It's in a start event, Wisconsin. Now, it's a really small town, and there's going to be a lot of cars there. It can hold over 500 people, uh, maybe close to six, but we're going to get as many people there in as possible. So please get there early. It's going to be on Sunday, and uh, I, I think the good Lord is going to give us a great day. Uh, and and I, I believe it's important for everybody to come and to listen to what is free. We're going to have you know some hors d'oeuvres and things like that. But the bottom line is we need people to have hope that their elections are going to get fixed. We're going to get rid of some of these people, particularly Robin Voss, who's been a blocker. You know, he had an, he had an opportunity, Sean, to do the right thing. He's had several <laughs> opportunities, and he's turned his back on the people in his district. It's called Legislative District 63. He's turned his back on them, and now they're going to have a say, and that's why we're trying to give them the opportunity to put their name on the ballot or on the signature and have him recalled. And we're going to I do wanna- that. I want to touch on your experience, because I'm going to tell you right now, it's interesting what we were talking about when it, it comes to Donald Trump. He brings a certain vitriol out that, that I've never really seen. Now, I'm going to be, I, I did not support Donald Trump early on because I knew of his career. I, I'm, a, I'm a longtime capitalist. I admired him. I'm a kid of the 80s. Everybody knew Donald Trump. I always was disgusted that he continued to employ Democrats. I'm from Chicago. He supported the Reverend of Perpetual Tax Evasion, Jesse Jackson, when he ran for president in the mid-80s. He gave him he gave him a campaign headquarters in Trump Towers. And I said to myself, what is wrong with this guy? He had he had hired uh, 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 Ed Burke, a, a scumbag, half-assed gangster, Chicago alderman. He gave Rahm Emanuel 50 grand. So that's why I didn't like him. When he got in office, he immediately implemented policies because he saw the, the problem that could be fixed the way an outsider would, the way a businessman would. You spent 29 years in the military. The real threat to this Leviathan is somebody like him who doesn't want to play ball with the culture of corruption that the government exists on. So in my opinion, they're going to do anything they can to keep him or anyone like him out. I'm curious to know, with your experience, 29 years in the military, do you think in our lifetime we will ever get somebody from outside the government to win the most important office of the land. We're going to do that in 2024. We're going to do that this year. We're going to get Donald Trump. uh, Just a little brief history. Uh, Donald Trump uh, has been a big supporter of election integrity. 
I was on his team when he first started off in 2015. I actually was in Afghanistan. I've served over five years. I've been over five years in Afghanistan total. But I was there when he came down the escalator, and I told people then I was going to support him for a couple of reasons. Number one, he pay, he said, I'm going to pay for my own primary. Yeah. So he wouldn't be beholden to people. That was that was critical in his ability to be independent and to do the things that he needs to do. I also knew that he would have a problem because he's not politically oriented, he's business oriented. And he would probably pick some of the wrong people. However, I thought being the president, he would be able to fix it. The other thing is that he was able to identify and take the heritage recommendation on the people that he would support for the Supreme Court. Can you imagine if Hillary had gotten in and the people that she would have put on the Supreme Court? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, so that right there for me was a big deal. No, I supported him. He won me over, and uh, you know, I I was a big advocate in 2020. There's no question about it. But my trepidation about him was because he had collaborated. You know, anybody that gives Chuck Schumer two and a half million dollars over his career, what are you nuts? But the main thing is, he won me over because of his policy. Now, I want to I want to focus on something else. You're an expert in. In your you co-authored duped what the American people do not know about the voting machines. It's a very interesting documentary that was made in the early 2000s after it was really spawned by Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation after George W. Bush's win. And it's called Kill Chain. Did you ever see that documentary? Yes, I did. And that has Harry Hurston. Yeah. Who is an expert when it comes to data and a Democrat. Through that documentary, he shows the, 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 the failures in our system. When I heard Mike Lindell, who I've only met on a couple of occasions very, very casually, you know, and I, I admired his story and, and, and whatnot. When I heard his allegations, it sounded just like Harry Hursty to me. I mean, they were almost speaking mere sentences. Yet the American government successfully did to Mike Lindell what, what I didn't think the American government could do to anybody anymore. And they successfully ruined this guy virtually, bankrupted him. And the FBI and the phones, all of those years you spent in the military, when you were fighting for the ideals of the country, do you think you ever even served with anybody who knew that the American government was able to do what they did to Mike Lindell? Absolutely not. I will tell you, um, I worked in the process of FISAs, uh, uh, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, uh, writing FISAs. I know that there are many good FBI agents, the FBI agents that I worked with on counter-espionage investigations and intelligence operations, and they are sick to their stomach as to what's happened over the last several years. They would have never believed, none, to include myself, nobody would have written a FISA without doing what they did to Carter Page. Nobody. How yeah. they got away with it. And, 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 I mean, I could go on and on and on. And what we're trying to do um, in our book, Duped, and it's, it's almost finished. I'm writing it. It's not complete yet. But okay. I'm trying to make it very easy to understand so that the average citizen can see what went on and how things have changed, how we've been duped into using these machines and thinking that they're everything. Um, Harry Hursty and Halderman and Dr. Andrew Appel, they've all been telling us for, for years the vulnerabilities, the vulnerabilities that these machines have. And the corporations that run and own these machines are not transparent. They're privately owned. We're not allowed to know who owns them. We're not allowed to see who their investors are. We're not allowed to see the code that they use. We're not. Al- I mean, these are the things that people don't understand 
They just simply trust the system and go through. And then when you start pointing out that, for example, the ES and S machines use barcodes, uh, Dominion uses the QR code, and that's what's counted, and we can't read that, then how is that in compliance with the HAVA Act of 2002? It's not. It's kind of complicated, but I'm trying to make it very, very simple so people understand. And if you can't audit it, if you cannot audit it, then it's not a proof. It hasn't been proven. You know, this is my biggest argument with it. You cannot audit the, the, the election. And once again, we are in a position like in those third world hellholes where you risked your life to rely on the only people we know are pathological liars called politicians to tell us who won the election. It's insanity to me. And, and my, my argument was, I know you want paper ballots. I want the opposite. Because in this, in this country, around the world, trillions of dollars are transacted instantaneously and no one loses a tenth of a cent. And that's called blockchain. But it's, un- it's infallible. And that's the way I think we could do it because you have to open it with your fingerprint. And being from Chicago, where people's mothers who died 15 years ago are still getting election cards, ballots will be frauded by illegals and that's the game for 2024. That's what I'm concerned with. What say you? Well, yeah, I'm concerned too, but I will tell you that we have a process uh, under our avii.org. It's a counting process. You have to start with a ballot that is that you cannot counterfeit, a ballot that is secure. Then you have to have a process where people fill it out by hand. 99% of the people who fill out a ballot by hand will not make a mistake. The voter intent is captured. We know that. Studies have shown that. I've talked to professionals on my show. Anybody can go to forttruth.com and watch my interview with Dr. Appel. And you can see Dr. Andrew Appel, Princeton University, Ph.D. from Harvard, uh, Dr. Dougherty. I mean, I can go on and on and on. And, and you can watch. And if you have voter intent captured and, we know, and you have chain of custody on those ballots, then you know that when you do a hand count, that you're going to have an accurate count. And we've got a process that you can do it very quickly. You can do it under a camera. Everybody, it was recorded. Everybody can see the count. It's not hard to do. They just yeah. don't want to do it because what will happen is then they got to spend a lot of money to try to change people's minds. And at the current time, I believe it's selections, not elections. I love and it. That is the, and it, and all you, all you have to do, last week or a week before last, uh, Professor Halderman, in the curling case in Georgia, showed the judge in court he was able to change votes on one of their machines with a pen. Yeah. In just five minutes. It's what very easy. And they act like these things are secure, Sean. They're not at all. And And I will tell you, anything that involves a computer, when you get the computer between the voter and the final count, you cannot trust the final count. That's it. I love what you're doing. I really do. I love what you're doing. And, you know, I I wish I could go to the event. The event is this Sunday, 1.30-3 at the Fountain Banquet Hall in in Wisconsin. What's the suburb? It's called Stewart. What? Yeah, uh, Stewart Vant. Stewart Stewart Vant. Yes. He is retired Colonel uh, Conrad Reynolds. And I want you to do me a favor, and I want you to tell Mike Lindahl, number one, he still makes a great product. But number two, I, I, I think... You know, when you're laying down, it's one thing when you have money and you lose it, right? You, you lay down at night and you go over, was it worth it? Was it worth it? Was it worth it? I think what he did on behalf of the 74 million people that got robbed, 
and the 340 million people who are living the ramifications of this traitor and thief pretending to be president. I want you to tell him I think it was worth it. And uh, we, uh, we all really appreciate what he tried to do. And we will never be intimidated by what the government is continuing to do to him. Will you do that for me? I, I, will, I promise. I will let him know. And I also will tell you this. Um, I, you know, I love this country. I know you do, too. And I know Mike Lindell does. And I know Donald Trump does. And that is what is important. People need to understand. These people are risking everything and putting everything on the line to try to save our country. And the least we can do is show them our support. Uh, you know, I mean, you've got great. We got great supporters up here. There's a lot of great patriots. Nicholas, uh, yeah. Uline, great patriots. Those yeah. that we need these people to come out and help us to make sure that Robin Voss is gone and that we start the process across America to be able to get rid of machines and go to a secure system that people can have faith in, so that we can boost up our uh, voter participation in our states. Yeah. It's very, very low. So we well, can do it. Thank you for this, and thank you for the rest of your life where you always spent defending our principles. He is Colonel Conrad Reynolds. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, sir. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. That old Beach Boy song, Bomberan. You know? <laughs> bomb, bomb, bomb. Anyway. Bomberan. That'll solve a lot of problems. It's not like you're going to blow up a Walgreens. They're not there either. Kevin in Las Vegas. Hey, Sean, I got some uh, weekend material for you to check up on. It looks to me like your uh, Kamala Harris Central and South America theory with the $1.5 billion is very close to being vindicated. Oh, brother, there's no question in my mind. She bribed them there's to a, empty out their oh, chaos yeah. and send it here. She paid them. There, there's a uh, do yourself a favor. Check out uh, guy's name is Brett Weinstein uh, on one of the most recent Tucker Carlson episodes on X. It's a little over an hour long, but I mean, nothing he says. I mean, it, it all makes sense. You know, you get your. Did you on. see? You did it. you see what El Salvador? El Salvador has a guy that the that uh, empty. He, he, he's killing all the MS13 guys. And did yes. you see, yes. they're all sprouting up here. I got the cut. Thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate that very much. Honey Bunny, uh, the cut about the California where they got the MS-13 number. Which one did you name that under? All right. Well, let's just, uh, here we go. New numbers suggest more asylum seekers and illegal immigrants are now crossing the southern border in Arizona and California more than they do in Texas for the time being. This is happening as a coalition of Republican governors prepares to head to the Texas border this weekend. Fox Sports' Blake Hansen in now with more on the ramped up role of states in border defense. Blake. Heather and Steve, more states this week have pledged to send manpower. Oh, no, wait, I got it right here. And the big story tonight at 10 o'clock, ice catching an MS-13 gang member in Silver Spring who was back on the streets despite being convicted for accessory to murder charges. Fox 5's Jacqueline Matter speaking exclusively with ICE officials about this case tonight. Jacqueline? Well, guys, this arrest comes after this illegal gang member spent months behind bars. Then he was released from jail, even though ICE had requested to take him into custody so he could be deported. 
A judge sentencing the 30-year-old MS-13 gang member to five years behind bars, with the court suspending all but 18 months of his sentence. When it came time to release him, he was freed, despite an ICE detainer. We lost a detainer? This is our own government turning this savage animal out on, against us. And I want to know how he got here in the first place. Who paid for it? Where's the $1.5 billion? The borders are known as easy peasy, the office tramp. When she, her first action was to go where? To El Salvador, Central and South American countries, and pay their most corrupt governments. To do what exactly? I know. Uh, with the um, Montgomery County Detention Center? They actually called us and said they were not going to honor the detainer and advising us that they were releasing him. According to ICE, the gang member was here from El Salvador and crossed the border in 2006 as an unaccompanied minor. He was later reunited with his uncle in Washington, D.C. An immigration judge ordered him to be deported in 2007, but that never happened. Instead, he got involved with MS-13 in the DMV. Well, you know, what? MS-13 here he got involved? I mean, how do we know if it ever happened? How do you know anything? You're making it all up. In the meantime, do you know why this doesn't happen in Florida, Squirrel? I do. I mean, these are people who came in waves, you know, 170,000 probably to New York City. But within that group, there is this one percenter, you know, criminal element, multiple charges, grand larceny, robbery, attempted robbery, grand larceny, grand larceny. What the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York, do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh, oh. That's an interview, Ender. Great, yeah, great reporting. Go, go to a sanctuary city run by Democrats where you have your way. By the way, here's another thing happening in these sanctuary cities. Why are airports hiding, hiding illegal aliens and lying to elected officials? So after the video this week showing migrants sleeping in the Boston's Logan Airport, one Georgia state senator Captures new video showing migrants inside a hidden room at the Atlanta airport. Watch. Yes. Yeah. Transporting anybody anywhere? Yeah, we're all getting in place to, to where they're going to be. Yeah, so these are just uh, do- recently documented travelers getting released from ICE, getting to where they need to be. Yeah, just let me, let me get a video if you don't mind. Uh, actually, you cannot get a video. No. no. You cannot get a video. No, you're not allowed. You're not allowed. No. You're done. Why wouldn't you get the video, Squirrel? Because the Democrat governments are not just using them as an excuses. They want more here. And they're putting them places and they lie to the citizens in those states. Only sanctuary ones. Uh, Ruth Ann, Naperville. Hi, Sean. You know, back to Baldy, Congresswoman, for the moment. She's uh, bald, Ruth Ann. Bald! Yeah, uh, Baldy, yeah, Baldy, yeah. Uh, for sure. I heard a black conservative lady named Sonny Johnson last night on the ra- uh, on TV. I almost fell off my couch. She said something pretty smart. She said, "Why is Baldy complaining about Walgreens closing? Because that's getting rid of capitalism, which she and her whole party want to do anyway. So now she can open a nice little social socialist store in its place. She can grow some vegetables." to those poor people who mix up some medications. What are you complaining about? There is no such thing as a socialist store, Ruthann. They would have nothing if it wasn't for us. Just take a look at the socialist country. They have nothing. Government strongmen, that's what they have. And the, and the reality is that's where this dimwit 
is accepted. She couldn't make a dollar in the, in the real world. She had to go in government to steal her money, just like our guys. Where's Mike Johnson? Biden administration. American school children have been forced into virtual schools. Why? So migrants can sleep in their school buildings. Boy, if you hear him, Squirrel, it's almost like you wouldn't realize he's the one who signed the blank check so we could bail out these scallywags. Now he's going to run as what? Strong on principles when he has none? Glenn in Oakbrook. Yeah, hey, Sean. Listen, the bombing we're doing in Iran this afternoon, they had a week to get out. No, Iraq. We were not going to bomb Iran. We don't want to solve the problem. We just want to perpetrate a little financial crime on the American people. Go ahead. But this is not going to have any effect because we were telegraphing what we're going to do and when we're going to do it. We gave them five days to get out of position. Buddy, this is about making some money and clearing out some weaponry. Because the Ukrainians can't figure out how to fire a bazookas, and we're losing enough guys in the militia or, 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 or Blackwater. They don't want to. They don't want to touch that with a ten foot pole anymore. In the meantime, no, just, it's follow, a scam follow, in front of your eyes. Follow the goats, Sean. Follow the goats. That's why Operation Goat Rescue. They're the only ones rooting for us. Uh, Rich in Indian Head Park. Sean, how you doing? Wonderful. How are you? Good. Listen, these uh, 353,000 uh, jobs that the uh, <laughs> government said they created. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. probably one of the biggest lies they, they've told to date, you know? Well, um, the fact is, in, yeah. in a strong economy, you know what You know what doesn't happen? Record amounts of debt, record amounts of individual credit card debt, record amounts of delinquencies, and the chaos that we're all living through. That's what doesn't happen in a good economy. Yeah, but... But in January, it's usually when uh, thousands of people are laid off because they were only hired for the holidays. And now they want us to believe that they that they doubled the amount of people that were hired, that they created jobs for. But you're uh, an old man. You've been in the war. You've been alive for 70-plus years. How many liars I, you know? When did they tell the truth? I understand that, but what I, I'm trying to explain that. What they're, what they're doing, they want us to believe that. I mean, I don't know. Do they think that we're dumb or what? I, yes. I really yes, don't they it. think you're dumb. Yes, they do. They don't and they don't care if you believe it or not. Because the reality is you can't do anything about it. Who are you going to turn to? Another liar like Mike Johnson? You're going to turn to him and he's going to complain about what he financed? Korean war veterans of the U.S. have been booted from nursing homes that were sold to house migrants. So when you created the continuing resolution, why didn't you write that as an exemption that you could never kick out a veteran? You didn't write that in there. You just gave the blank check. But now you're on my team, right, scumbag? No, you're not. I know what you are. Campaigning in 1980, we said we would reduce inflation, and we have. We said we would lower interest rates, and we have. We said we would reduce crime, and we have. It can all end tomorrow. Just do that, what that guy did. He said an economic boom and prosperity this country had never seen lasted for 54 years, 50, until a Republican scumbag mucked it up. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest. In the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Then put your little hand in mine. 
Pearson here at the live desk. Immigration and customs officers have arrested almost 180 non-citizens in a nationwide sweep. ICE calling the people arrested, quote, potentially dangerous. More than 100 of them have already been convicted or faced pending charges for crimes, including assault against children. That sweep took place over a week and a half in 25 major cities. Over the course of 11 days, our dedicated and committed committed law enforcement officers zeroed in on removable at-large non-citizens who are wanted for or who have already been convicted of horrible, almost unspeakable crimes like assault against children, including sexual assault and murder. You know where this didn't happen? Sanctuary states, because they can't. Now what? Uh, Tim in Plainfield. Hey, Sean. Hey, uh, I, I, I have a theory about this. Um, I want to bounce off you. It's right in your wheelhouse All about right. these migrants. Okay. Well, what don't these migrants have besides an education, money, you know, job, anything? They don't have bank accounts, Sean. So what do you think about the federal government giving them bank accounts and backdoor nationalizing the currency with CBDC through the migrants? Well, I don't think they have to do it through the migrants, and, 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 and they don't need bank accounts. They have visa cards with deposits that are directly on it, like most people on welfare. So in Chicago, you get you, the minute you get off the bus, you get $2,500 on a visa card, right? I mean, they have the anonymity, ironically, that American citizens are supposed to have. So why would they? I, I don't think they have to do that. The card is how they live. The card gets reloaded, and most people don't know how much it is. That's why I play the welfare queen every week. And she tells you, we got another $100 for food stamps. You got another $100 for child credit and the rest of it. I mean, the system exists perfect for the government now. Now all they have to do is monitor you. You're the guy who will be regulated by the government, not the illegal alien in that card. And by the way, how do they know who holds the card? You don't. That's why. Why do you think in these ghettos? You don't see thriving grocery stores. Here, here, you have a, a, a tremendous amount of people who have money for groceries. Why aren't the grocery stores thriving? Because a percentage of those people sell them to fronts who occupy like little convenience stores for 50 cents on the dollar cash. So they got the cash in their hand. Now they can do whatever they want with it, from gambling to drugs. You follow me? It's a great scam. It's set up to be frauded. It's set up to be frauded. And the American people are set up to pay for it. It reminds me, Tim, of the Social Security scam. You see, this is something that nobody wants to talk about. I want to talk about it. You know who else wanted to talk about it? Ronald Reagan. It's true. I don't think very many people understand that in 1977, when the payroll tax for Social Security was increased, the increase just didn't take place then. It goes on all the way to 1990. By the way, after 1990, it passed and it had a bigger percentage than when Ronald Reagan was complaining about it in the 80s. Just been a payroll or an increase in the Social Security tax for people above a certain level of income because they raise the amount of income that is taxable. Uh, There are three more increases in the Social Security tax rate uh, that are due, and practically every year there's, there's an increase in the amount of salary that is subject to the tax. There is a limit with regard to how far you can go on the tax. And the limit is caused by the fact that a big proportion of our working people today are paying a greater tax in Social Security than they are in the income tax. Times it by three. And that's where we are in the year 2024. And where does the money go? Not for the old people. It goes to the illegals. It goes to the welfare people. It goes to Wall Street in subsidies of corporate welfare, which is just as nefarious. It's a system of lies. 
built on fraud. So when they come out and you know 50 people who are busted, they have no jobs, can't get a job, and they tell you it's record job numbers, most of the people go, uh-huh, Mark in Oak Lawn. John, how are you, my friend? Splendid. How are you? Oh, man, you have fire today. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. My whole life is arguing. I love it. I sleep. I argue. I hate the freaking weekends. I'm so mad about the next two days. You have no idea. You got the hot sauce working for you, Sean. But hey, I was going to say, did you see that Carrie Lake, uh, the uh, Tony uh, Soprano uh, making the bribe tour? Covered it a week and, and a half ago. Love it. Uh, it's unbelievable how she. Uh, Jeff Dewitt. Uh, she she hung in there, and she uh, and then and then the guy said he was a victim that he was set up. Yeah. Can you can you believe it, Sean? Well, here, I mean, it's a week and a half. Jeff DeWitt is on tape bribing yeah. bribing a politician. And where's Jeff DeWitt today? Cruising around in a nine eleven in somewhere in some in some neighborhood eighty five percent of the people cannot even drive through. It's a perfect crime. It's called government. How much time, Squirrely? Rob, Ukrainian village. Hey, uh, yeah, Jeff DeWitt. I hope he's, he's not related to Janet DeWitt. Wasn't that the dark-haired girl on Three's Company? I used to love that show. Oh, she was so lovely. You know, she would never show her legs. I like a little modesty in a woman. That's when women had principles. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, talking about uh, grocery only stores. Uh, talking about grocery stores and the government owned the grocery stores. It's kind of like uh, my friends in college interned at Disney World. They got paid nothing to work there. They had to shop at Disney-owned grocery stores, Disney-owned mini markets. They had to live in Disney-owned apartment complexes. So at the end of the day, Disney didn't spend a dime because every money that they gave to the workers went right back into their pocket. And it's the same bracket that the government's trying to set up here with government-owned grocery stores, you know, shopping. You know what the difference is, Rob? Happiest place on earth. No crime. A yeah. couple of cartoon characters walking around. I mean, if you're going to be a communist bastard... You might as well do it in Disney World. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. I've had the pleasure of talking to my next guest a couple of times before, and I always enjoy it. He's an attorney, a science teacher, very sought-after and respected New York Times bestselling author. In fact, his own books have sold over a quarter million copies, been translated in several languages. He's also co-authored books with Dr. Judy Mikovits, Project Veritas Whistleblowers, and recently Alex Jones. It's fact in that book called The Great Awakening, Defeating the Globalists and Launching the Next Great Renaissance. He dives into a chapter specially focusing on Jeffrey Epstein. His name is Kent Heckenlively. Kent, how are you? Hey, Sean. Great to be here. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. You know, this is a string I want to keep pulling at. And I'll tell you why. It's always within this kind of covert relationship, this kind of player. Now, you can find a lot that ties our suspicions together of a gangster government. I think this is also why so many people relish the fact he's no longer with us. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think that uh, understanding that Jeffrey Epstein is really kind of like the Rosetta Stone of what's going on in our society. And that's why it was so much fun for me to work on The Great Awakening with Alex Jones, because there were things I didn't understand. And so I was able to pose those questions to Alex Jones. And no matter what people may think of him, you have to give the man credit for being years ahead of the curve on the Jeffrey Epstein story. And so there were a number of questions that I had for him. uh, And, you know, I just needed a new narrative frame. So one of the first questions I asked him was I said, Alex, I don't understand it. Epstein, he's got these relationships with like former Israeli prime ministers like Ehud Barak. He's got his girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell, who's British. He's on American soil. I don't understand if he's Israeli intelligence, British, American. What's going on here? And Alex said, at the top, Israeli, British, and American intelligence are all the same. Yeah. So don't think of it as different agencies. You know, and you might think of it kind of like the five eyes that, uh, you know, these Western democracies don't spy on their own citizens, quote, but they let the other guys spy on their citizens and then they hand all the information over. And so understanding that, I think, was really key to saying, like, okay, now that starts to make more sense to me. Well, it goes back to World War II, right? It goes back to World War II and it goes back to really, uh, what's her name? How do you even say her name? Maxwell. Is it Ghislaine? Whatever the G- hell her name Ghislaine, is. Ghislaine, yeah. Yeah. It goes back to her father. Father was quite the cad, quite the scallywag. In fact, he was the Epstein before the Epstein. And it's funny when you yeah. look at the the money. The first time I heard of, of Epstein's name was because his partner was a very well-known Ponzi scheme fraud who ended up dying in a, in a Section 8 house, I think, in Buffalo or somewhere. But all of a sudden, this guy is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and nobody can really track how or where. And just to maintain his planes alone, I don't care if you've got tens of millions. To maintain his planes is tens of millions. So do we really know how much money this scallywag had? Well, you know, it's estimated to be around seven to $800 million. And you're exactly right that how he got to uh, get all that money is very unclear. Uh, nobody who actually traded in those markets could remember him actually making any trades. And, uh, you know, the, the chapter on Epstein is 61 pages long, and I really think it's like the best short narrative that people are going to get on Epstein. And I think one of the really interesting things that we uncovered is the connection between the Barr family and Epstein. So everybody knows that Donald Barr is the one who hired Epstein to work at the Dalton School. Now, are you well, talking you about the same not... bar that worked for Trump in charge of our the same attorney? Well, this is the son. So there's Donald Barr, the father. He hired Epstein to work at the Dalton School. Now, deep dive into Donald Barr. He was part of the OSS during World War II. So he's kind of like intelligence agency royalty. When he's running the Dalton School, he also publishes these weird alien sex books. Um, and you, you know, I, it's, it's alien sex slavery books. Yeah. 
and oh, also no. empire building stuff. And so we quote from this weird stuff because who is this guy who's in his fifties who's writing like this soft core porn Star Wars stuff? And he hires Epstein, and then we go to the son, Bill Barr. Bill Barr, and, and, you know, I'm going to all the top sources. So this is like Vanity Fair. This is all stuff from New York Times. Vanity Fair reports that Bill Barr, when he was a young man at Horace Mann, told his advisor that he wanted to be head of the CIA one day. What happens next? His first legal job is during the closing days of the Vietnam War, working for the CIA, justifying things like the Phoenix Program, and then in a 1994 book called Compromised, he is named as William Casey's number one guy in the Iran-Contra uh, scandal. So then you say, okay, well, if all of this is true, does it make sense that, oh, he pops up during Trump's time? You know, somebody probably lied to Trump and said this is a good guy. What does Bill Barr, second-time attorney general, do during Trump's time? Well, what he does is he keeps the Russia collusion probe going. He, you know, calls the Epstein death a perfect storm of screw-ups. And then, uh, you know, he's out there now saying that Trump shouldn't be president. And so you find yourself going, well, geez, is Bill Barr like the intelligence agency's best asset since Epstein's death? Well, it's funny. The flip on Trump is almost simultaneous with the Epstein death. When he flipped on Trump is right around that time, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing is this, you know, 1994 book Compromise. It's a thick book. okay? And so what this guy's claiming in 1994 is that the first time Barr's attorney general it's to cover up what George Bush Sr. was doing in uh, the Iran-Contra stuff. So, you know, it's really weird to be holding the book from 1994, which names Bill Barr as, like, the centerpiece of the intelligence agency establishment system of control of our government. And then you have Bill Barr coming up during the time of Trump, who's trying to break this establishment up. Do you know what's funny? I was listening. I'm so glad I have you on today. And uh, I was listening today to the story of the ex CIA kid who got caught releasing documents to WikiLeaks. I don't know if you saw it. He he gets sentenced to 40 years. Young kid gets sentenced to 40 years, and he decide he he his first trial in in 2020, or I think it's 2020 or 2021. Uh, he's not convicted. It's a hung jury. The next trial, all of a sudden, he gets hit with all of the child porn on his computer that he allegedly had simultaneously with releasing this. So it's really something where if you look at it from the standpoint of having this connection to the sexual perversion world, it's a connection that not only can be leveraged to bribe people in important power, but it also accumulates massive amounts of evidence to throw on your enemies. So there's always there's always been in these government cabals a need for a liaison to sexual deviancy because it used to be a scandal before 2020 if a guy liked uh you know to wear his mother's underwear like j edgar hoover right yeah well you know it, it brings up the cheryl atkinson story that when her computer was penetrated by the intelligence agencies and then she started looking into it 
she had an FBI agent supposedly tell her that they were planning to plant child porn on her husband's computer. And you go, oh, my God, do these people have no standards? No. And the answer is no, when you really look at Jeffrey Epstein. Now, there's some questions about Jeffrey Epstein's so-called suicide. I've never believed it, but I don't ever really believe the government. I mean, honestly, when they say something, and especially when it's said in unison with talking points, and very few people question it, and the ones who do are considered conspiracy theorists, that's how I know we're pretty close to the truth. Do you believe that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself? No. Yeah, and you know, before, before it, he was saying, hey, look, they tried to kill me. Now, what I will say is the way I look at the Epstein story is not the story of somebody who got away. This is what, you know, they say there's no honor among thieves. Well, I'd like to reframe that and say the devil can't trust his own soldiers, okay? So Epstein was like the crown prince, I believe, of the intelligence agencies. But he was also an independent player and... What the intelligence agencies wanted him to do, what they wanted him to do is dirty work quietly. But Epstein wanted all of us to look at him and be unable to do anything. That was too much, and I believe that was what caused the intelligence agencies to come to the conclusion that they had to get rid of him. So the fact that we put the spotlight on Epstein meant that the intelligence agencies had no choice but to kill him. Well, you know what's interesting to me is when and when his trial was going on in Florida, I, I, I live in Florida now, but I've always been involved in, in, in Florida for like the last decade or so, maybe a little more. When he was involved with his case that he ended up pleading out in in Florida, it was a tremendous amount of coverage, tremendous amount of coverage. He went to the courthouse, there were cameras, there was this. He ended up beating the case, for lack of a better phrase. In this particular case where he was all of a sudden in jail, how did he end up in jail? Where was the, the is there, is the trial, I, I saw him give a deposition, and the next thing I saw is he was in jail. Do we know how long it took him? How do, you know, this is, I have some questions about how he ended up in that jail in the first place, let alone that specific prison and then all the things that went wrong. It seemed very rushed to me. It seemed like a lack of due process. It seemed like people started to get wind of just how big it could be, and the next thing you know, he killed himself. Am I way off base? No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, it's supposed to be the most secure prison around, and nobody will tell us. And, you know, there was like a cell block where they could open the cell doors and, like, 16 to 18 prisoners could, could uh, you know, visit with each other. And, you know, there is so much that we don't know about what went on. And, you know, the fact that, oh, the, the prison, can't, the cameras you went off and video went off. Oh, it's a perfect storm of screw-ups. You know, and it's Bill Barr who's pushing this thing that absolutely makes no sense. And so, you know, I look at it like, you know, we say with an individual, you're presumed innocent until we prove you guilty. I think it has to be the flip of that in the government. If we suspect the government of something and they don't give us complete transparency, we should presume they are guilty. Well, there's also the other pesky little reality. There are flight logs. There are people that we can trace, very powerful people, from Pritzkers to, to, to Clintons. Um, and yet you have this girl sitting in a Florida minimum security prison. Have they ever given up exactly who the customers were? I mean, 
She's convicted of sex trafficking, but are there customers? Yeah, so so you got the madam sitting in jail uh, for child prostitution, and you don't have any of the Johns. And, you know, I, I think that people are just so sick of this because they say, how in bloody hell can a president's private conversation with a foreign leader, like happened with Trump and the Mexican <laughs> president or Zelensky, how can that stuff leak? And all of these videos and pictures from Epstein's, you know, are, are locked up like Fort Knox. I mean, at some point, you just have to say, we're being lied to. Yes, and this is why I want you to find the 50 cents out of every dollar that the Pentagon can't account for, because it's ending up in accounts of guys like this. This guy, there is no question in my mind that he worked in conjunction with the, 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 the filthy, corrupt corners of our government. It's the only way he was allowed to keep his money, and it's why the information's getting squashed. Well, Sean, here's the, the, the most credible piece of information in the entire story. So when, when they started going after Epstein for real, the question was asked why Alex Acosta, the Secretary of Labor, who had been the U.S. Attorney down in Florida, did not fully prosecute him. So a sitting cabinet secretary of the United States government said in response to that question, I was told he was part of intelligence. I mean, how much more credible a you know accusation has to be made before people start believing it? You're going to turn me into a taxi cab driver like Mel Gibson in that movie Conspiracy Theory because that son of a gun was right. <laughs> Wasn't that a fun movie? How do you even read the news anymore? First thing, when I saw this CIA kid who wanted to, to tell the world exactly what was going on, and I see all of a sudden he gets hit with this. He's a young kid. All of a sudden he's got child porn, and I see your name on the roster today. I said, I wonder if he thinks the same thing about this story that I think. I don't believe a word of it, because it seems to me like yeah. the guys who want to inform the people of exactly what they're doing, whether it's Snowden or anybody else, ooh, they're traitors. Why? Because they're telling me my government's spying on me more than they are terrorists? I believe them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. All right. Well, Kent Heck and Lively, what's the next one? Are you already working on one? Oh, you betcha. Well, actually, I've, I've got a uh, historical fiction book coming up called The King of Italy, which oh. uh, just got a great review from Kirkus Reviews. So Is if it you the need a break from all the conspiracy stuff, yeah. pick up The King of Italy. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me you were going to go into the Vatican Bank because there's some mafia money, too. Maybe that's the next one. In the meantime... Kent Heck and Lively, I now know why over 250,000 copies have been sold in several different languages. Keep it up. I love what you do. All right. Thanks so much, Sean. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Then put your little hand in I Just to refresh your memory, Squirrel, so you no follow the bouncing ball. Here's how the story is reported. Here, 
A former CIA employee turned government whistleblower is headed to prison for a long time. Yesterday, Joshua Schultz was sentenced to 40 years behind bars for leaking classified data to WikiLeaks. Prosecutors say he transmitted national defense secrets in what's being described as the biggest information dump in CIA history. Last year, he was also found guilty of receiving and possessing child pornography. That's, uh, that's convenient, isn't it? I wonder if he had the Barry Seal files. Here's how it's reported in India. A former CIA employee has been sentenced to 40 years in prison after carrying out the largest data leak in the agency's history. Joshua Schuld, who was accused of handing over reams of classified data to WikiLeaks in 2016, was convicted in 2022 of illegally gathering and transmitting national defense information and obstructing a criminal investigation and grand jury proceedings. Among- and this kid's doing 40 years. 40 years. Yet I wonder if any of the information he leaked could explain why the entire Pentagon has lost $6 trillion, $6 trillion in the last 17 years. Can you explain that? In the meantime, he's the guy that should be in jail? Seems very convenient. And, and how do you keep him in jail, Squirrel? Well, child porn. Other charges. He was also found guilty in 2023 of receiving, possessing, and transporting child pornography according Wait a minute, wait a minute. So he leaked in 19, went to trial in 20 and 21, but in 23 you found the child porn. Huh. ...to the U.S. Attorney's Office. He had worked as a computer engineer within the CIS Center for Cyber Intelligence and created cyber tools that could grab data undetected from computers. So he did all that for the CIA, but on his own computer, he left thousands of hours of evidence of child porn, so he creates this entire new program. He's a computer genius, but he can't figure out how to get the kitty porn off his own stuff, huh? That makes sense to me. Schult defended himself at trial. An earlier trial ended in a hung jury in 2020. U.S. Attorney Damien Williams said in a statement, Joshua Schult betrayed his country by committing some of the most brazen, heinous crimes of espionage in American history. He caused untold damage to our national security in his quest for revenge against the CIA for its response to Schult's security breaches while employed there. When Free pokey! Free Pookie Schultz! Free Pookie! See what I did there, Squirrel? You get it? All right. Cream Puff Jim, you got a Pookie, Free Pookie shirt, don't you? Triple XL? Yeah, any, anyway, I'm on the, I'm on the, uh, on the Biden uh, dynamics train. You doing good? This is really heating up. Irish, Irish Joe has got this runaway train economy, baby. You're doing good. This is a roaring pants mafia. This is a roaring. This is the Roaring Twenties again. Yeah. How much is your uh, corned beef sandwich and your uh, black beer? What's that stuff called? Forget that. Guinness? I actually made, I made, I made a little money with my bonds. My bonds actually uh, took a flip. I should have known you were a bond investor. It explains a lot. Not, and I also yeah, I mean, love handling you know, your This economy is going berserk. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. I, I'll tell you what. I don't know why you didn't vote for him in the 80s when everybody knew he was just a crooked liar. Why would you wait till now? You know what I mean? In the meantime, here. You know, 11 million people living in the shadows, I believe they're already American citizens. These people are just waiting, waiting for a chance to be able to contribute fully. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more with them.
Pressure mounting this morning to deport asylum seekers accused of attacking police officers in Times Square. It comes as prosecutors investigate allegations the suspects released are on the run. CBS News' Elijah Westbrook is live in the newsroom with more. Elijah, What about the 200 MS-13 members dealing fentanyl? They're all right. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, thanks for making it. Hey, listen. There was a, a fellow that called earlier. He was right on the button, just as you are and everything. We all know what's going on. And here's what it was about. When they they can uh, have all these uh, Walgreens and any other kind of stores and everything like that, where these uh, Democrat leftists, fascists are in there basically letting them go, take up to $1,000, whatever. They want that to happen, and they want it to happen big time because it, it makes it easier. The COVID thing, they wanted to shut down and, and crush all these little uh, independent businesses and everything and crush all kinds of uh, things so the government can take everything over. And this thing with the... Uh, well, Do you know like, how much money steal? just Chicago can steal out of the gimme-that supply chain? Gimme-that, whatever you yeah. need, it's there. Do you know the money? They'll be like the Pentagon. They'll steal 50 cents out of every dollar, and in the meantime... You finally found a way to get Mayor Johnson's friends some jobs. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. Robert in Bloomingdale. John, it's kind of interesting that Biden wants to finally go to Ohio to address those poor souls that were killed in that railroad uh, crash, which is suspicious anyway. He's a little late at the switch, don't you think? You're talking about the greatest uh, domestic ecological disaster that tainted the water. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. You mean this you know, about four weeks ago, the East Palestine mayor uh, released a statement about this possibly happening. The president is always welcome to our town, he said. That being said, I don't know what he would do here now. We're going on a year and nothing from the White House. The best time for him to come would be February of 2025 when he's on his book tour. Kelly, You mean that one? Yeah. Who cares yeah. if he goes there? You know, personally, I think he does people a favor when he doesn't show up. I mean, I, he's only welcome in corrupt mafia areas. I mean, everybody knows what he's going to do. We've got a little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the First Lady's husband contracting COVID. Millions of Americans have used Paxlovid. Paxlovid, excuse me. Paxlovid. I, I think it's, I used it. Right now, in all 50 states in the District of Columbia, seven Nobel... Ha? I mean, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And you want me to believe 81 million people voted for him. 81 million people voted. He can't even make a speech. Now that we're bombing, we've got hundreds of troops from every state that are shipped off to World War III. He can't make a speech about it? That doesn't bother you? Bothers me. Is this my friend Tom? Tom! Hey, Sean. How you doing, buddy? Good, brother. How are you? Great, great, great. Hey, we're doing a fundraiser uh, for some local candidates uh, February 10th. Um, I just wanted to mention it to uh, your listeners and stuff. Sure. Tell them where they can go to find out some info. Where are you going to go? Okay, they can go. Uh, well, uh, it's going to be at um, um, the Bush, uh, well, the Walmart at twenty three hundred. Yeah, twenty three hundred. Oh, uh, VIP. Uh, the dinner is uh, February tenth, and we they can get tickets at. Um, is there a website where they can go? Can I talk? 
Yes. Tell them where hey, the website is. Sean, this is Andro. This is it's for the King County candidates, but I've got some great candidates. It's going to be at Moretti's in Elgin, February February tenth. It's the Lincoln Day dinner, and then all the monies are to support our candidates. We got somebody going for state attorney who's going to try to take out our current state attorney that's letting guys with on child pornography out. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going after a chairwoman that is. We've already stopped them from raising all sorts of uh, gas sale, gas tax, uh, property taxes. I got some great candidates, and we need support. We need help. You can go to the Kane GOP, Kane GOP website. It's on there. And if you want to come in and join us, I've even got Abraham Lincoln and his wife coming to this, uh, this affair. Oh, really? And we'd yeah. love to have you there. And we've got students, college students, up to 30 to 40 students all coming to this center to support that they, uh, they're well, switching sides. They want, to jump on, they want to jump on our side. Well, only if they want to live free. I mean, you know, it's nice to see because those are the kids that will really pay the cost. At least the three of us got to see what the country was like in its heyday. So that's good news. Now, Tom, how are the gyms going, kid? Uh, They're wonderful. Thanks. 220 Fitness, buddy. They're doing good? (laughs) Yeah, we're we're hanging in there. See, the problem I have with you, Tom, you got all those muscles. You're as strong as a silverback gorilla, and you're too nice. What the hell's the matter with you? Start throwing some people around, for God's sakes. In the meantime, thank you for getting involved. You know how much I appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Sean, Thanks, for having me. Take care. Right. See, we, we, we give everybody a platform. We give them all a platform, except the frickin' Democrats and the Marxist mafia members. You've destroyed everything you touch. Yeah, you did. And you got us in World War III. And in the meantime, get yourself a cushy little deal, huh? Five and a half percent. President Biden last week signed an executive order finalizing a pay raise for federal workers in the new year. I'm reporting from the fact check team. The president proposed this raise in March as part of his 2024 budget. Uh, what does it mean? Give us the facts. Sure, Eugene. The new order will give federal employees, which is more than two million people, an average 5.2 percent pay raise next month. You know who didn't get a raise the last three years? Tom, because he's a small businessman with gyms, health clubs. What did he get? He got shut down. Morons. Absolute morons. And they're going to do it again. After all, they have to figure out another way to make people believe that anybody would vote for this traitor and thief. This absolute fraud. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. So it's good news when kids got to get involved. Because you're the ones who got robbed. You're the ones who will get sent to go die in these third world hell holes. Where, by the way, where we're bombing, there's no such thing as a grocery store. No, there's no such thing as a pharmacy. These are third world theocracies. Like so-called Palestine, which doesn't exist, not a country. If it wasn't for charity and welfare, they would have never existed. They couldn't do anything. There is no GDP. There's nothing. It's kind of like uh, what Chicago is going to be in the future. In the meantime... How, how's everything else going in Chicago? With this recent gun violence, as Jermon mentioned, police leaders are promising more officers outside schools. But the future of school resource officers inside CPS schools is uncertain. CB- uncertain. Well, that's good news for the degenerate scumbags uh, gangs that are killing people out front of schools and running what exactly in schools. They're certainly not reading. An update now on the deadly shooting outside Sin High School we first told you about on the WGN Evening News yesterday. Yeah, we're learning more tonight about the 16-year-old victim in this triple shooting. WGN's Julian Cruz is live at Sin High School with the very latest tonight. Julian? 
Ray and Micah, the surviving 16-year-old in grave condition at last report with gunshot wounds to the jaw, chest, and the arm, while tonight the grief-stricken family of 16-year-old Davion Gibson making funeral arrangements. You see how that's reported, and then they did it again. They show him in the, uh, in the graduation gown, but that's not what the word on the street is. In fact, the word on the street, this is gangland stuff. You know, the same thing that destroyed the quality of life in what used to be decent neighborhoods. Same thing that's what destroyed the quality of life in what used to be a great city. And in the meantime, they have the absolute protection and guaranteed by the government. You will continue to go on unfettered. Business as usual. That's why the only thing growing in Chicago is the Sinaloa cartel. And I guess the gangster disciples. Yes, who is always investigating. Our Charlie DeMar is in the control room now looking ahead to a big decision on this topic. Charlie. And Joe and Eric, about 40 Chicago public high schools have at least one school resource officer patrolling the halls. And in recent years, it's been up to the individual schools to decide whether or not they want an officer inside the school. But that's really what about the people that pay? And don't want the gangs to take over everything. Isn't it up to them? No, let's make it up to the schools. You mean like the CPS teacher who got caught stealing $25 million worth of money? What was her in? Two and a half million? She could figure out 10%, this stupid son of a dog. CPS union member, though. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560. The answer. Then put your little hand in mine. Green energy squirrel. It's the answer for nothing but corruption. Here's a great story. I mean an absolute great story. You see, the wind turbines suck. They don't actually work. They can't transmit the energy. It's all a big scam of subsidies. This might be my favorite one ever, Squirrel, because they just built this tremendously expensive farm. And guess what happened? A federal judge in Oklahoma is ordering the removal of an 84-turbine wind farm. It spreads over 8,400 acres in Osage County. The ruling is the latest step in a decades-long legal battle over mining on the Osage Reservation. The ruling was against three companies at issue whether a mining permit was required to construct the wind farm, which is located in Tallgrass Prairie between Pahuska and Fairfax. A 2017 appellate court decision determined the construction of the wind farm constituted mining, and because of that, a lease from the Osage Nation's Minerals Council was required. But the developers failed to get one during or after construction. Now, the Osage Allotment Act of 1906 states the Osage Nation owns the subsurface rights to... So Indians are making them tear it out at a cost of hundreds of millions of dollars. And it just costs ex- exactly that much to put them in. Who's going to pay for that? You are. What do you think? That, do you think their stock price is? They don't have stock. They got a government contract of corruption. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Meta, formerly known as Facebook, the stock went up 20% today. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. So, you know what I can't stand? MAGA members that call into shows like yours and say, what can I do, Sean? Yet they're using Facebook, and they're go shopping at Target, and they're giving money to the people that are stealing our elections. You're, you're, mad, at the, you're mad at the wrong person. Then create competition. See, what I don't like are guys like you who want to use the government to destroy the business. You don't like Facebook? Good, me either. I don't go on it. I control me. You want to do something about it? Create something 
as competition. That's all. No, I don't want do to it. use the government. And do it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. One of them guys. You're one of them Republicans. Mega members. Meta sucks. Meta sucks. Don't use it. But I don't want to regulate anything out of business. I'm not one of them guys. Christine in Rogers Park. Hi, Sean. Christine. Happy weekend. What is Tabasim? I hate to sound ignorant, but I was at the gas station about nine months ago. Yeah. Ridge Howard. Uh-huh. And this guy, I don't know, pump gas, you know? Sure. And he turns around and he shows me his hat with his eyes. And it's a pink hat. And he goes, I'm from Catholic Sam. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Uh-huh. What is it? I don't know. I think you were getting hit on. But from the sounds of it, it didn't <laughs> go so well. I think that was strictly a pass that you refused to catch. And good for you. You might have ended up in a treehouse tied to the wall. Thank you very much. I'm glad you didn't get picked up. All right, now listen. In the end, there are the principles, like we were just talking about with our friend from Lansing. This is still America. It's not easy, but we're right. We're being vindicated every day. The Marxist mafia shows itself for the corrupt oligarchy it is. Anybody that would vote for Joe Biden when the first time that tells you you have to vote for him the second time is somebody you stop inviting over to anything. That's the answer. Just like asshat. You don't want it? Use it. You don't like it? Don't use it. It's the same thing. And the other thing is, don't, don't believe for one second any of the lies that come out of these frauds. Because you're the real people. And they could tell it, but the real people pay it. And that's the hope. Because we are America, Squirrel. Now cue the music, and everybody have a nice weekend. I hate the weekend. I'll be back on Monday.